This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up Podcast. We're here today to talk all about the nonsense that went down on season three of 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, episode four. I am very excited for this, and I can't wait to dive in, so I'm just going to go ahead and do so. I am your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Pizza and Bikili, ready to chomp at the bit here to go in once again. And I am not alone, debuting for the first time ever talking about their 90 day fiance experience and i know it's fresh because they've never watched it before and i cannot wait to introduce them he is a co-host over on post show recaps talking all things the walking dead he is a co-host over on the silent podcast talking about never have ever he is frequently appearing on all of your favorite big brother podcasts and survivor podcasts it is the one the only mr Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you doing today my friend Puya, like Scally, I am so angry at you because now I too am sucked into this show. 90 Day Fiance is wild. Puya, what do you have me watching? What is this? It's, listen, it's both the best and worst reality TV can offer you. And uh, it's juicy, to say the least. This is mess. And this is the best kind of mess. I hate all these people. I hate them all. I love them all. I have so many opinions. I'm trying to figure out why I missed it. Like, where was I at? I kept hearing you talk about it. I was like, you know, this doesn't really sound like it's up my alley. Boy, was I wrong. I watched one episode and I was just sitting there like, oh, gosh, this is a train wreck. All of it is a train wreck. It's the hot mess express. I'm on the train. You're the conductor and I'm just hanging out. Just, yeah, I'm in. I'm on, I'm in here for the ride. I'm, I'm, I want to know everything about these people. I want to know why this is the, what is it, the uh, 90 day, the other way? Like, what was the original way? I have so many questions for you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this show. I got you, man. I, if not only do I got you, I will answer any questions you have here today. Easy done. And that's the thing, man. The whole point of 90 day is everyone's awful, but mm-hmm. we love that they're awful because they give us good things to talk about. So uh, we have fun here. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I do like these people in their own little bubbles, right? In like my own way, I do love each of them like individually. But as couples, oh man, they are stressing me out. I, I've only been here for four episodes, and I am stressed. So I'm really, I'm really ready to dive into all of the shenanigans because this has been wild. Well, let's do it. Let's not waste any time. Then what we're, what we're going to do today, we're going to start off. 
by going all the way to India. They had the least amount of content here today. So I feel like it makes sense to just get them out the way. We're going to go over to Jenny and Sumit. Now, I'm going to ask you this right out the gate because I know you've watched all four episodes. What do you, how has your experience been meeting Jenny and Sumit for the first time? I hate Sumit so much. I hate him so much. I, I want the right opinion. I hate him so much. This poor elderly woman, Jenny, what are you doing, ma'am? What are you doing? I'm like, my only note for Jenny is just, it just says run in all caps. What are you doing? This man catfished you. He lied about who he was. First of all, he like was a, like a telemarketer who was trying to probably like scam you or something. Gave you a fake name, fake identity. You ended up seeing him and saying, hey, he's not so bad looking. And then you have traveled to India multiple times to marry this man who keeps telling you, we're going to get married. Whose family is saying, you will not get married. And he's saying, no, seriously, one day we're going to get married. And you just keep having to leave the country because this man won't marry you. Jenny, what are you doing? What is happening here? You're a convert. You're legit converting religions so that you don't get deported when this man could just marry you. He could just marry you and be done with it. Jenny, I don't, I want better for you, you old, old sweet woman. But come on. What, what is happening, Puya? Please help me. Help me understand. It's, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I've been seeing Jenny and Smith for three seasons in a row here, and it's been a lot of the same, where Sumit just somehow finds new ways to delay what should be the inevitable, but the more and more he delays it, the more bleak it looks. It, it's wild. Today, like, the first episode, I hear, or maybe it was like episode two or three, they reveal, like, oh, my in-laws stole my passport. If that ain't the most, like, the dog ate my homework ass excuse that I've ever heard in my life, my in-law stole my passport. Go get another passport, you boob. Like, what is he, what are you talking about? And so it takes this episode for Jenny to say, have you tried getting another passport? He's like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. Jenny, you're 800 years old. You telling me you just now decided that it'd be a good idea for your husband to go get a passport so he could leave the country with you? So that you don't have to keep leaving every six months alone. You don't have a world to go back to. What are you doing? I don't understand. And that's the thing, right? I talked about this with Kirsten where I said, I know it does not take all that much for you to just get a new one. They're not going to be like, well, you lost it. So deal with it till it would have expired. (laughs) That's not how the world works. So it was very fun. So in this episode, like you've alluded to, Jenny basically puts her foot down and says, Sumit, you need to start doing things and you need to start be stop being afraid of getting stuff done. Just get up and do it. So they went over to this passport office and they met with this officer who pretty much said, you can do it all online and then we'll just send someone over to verify your address. If it is the address you are stating and we can prove that, that's it. You'll have a new passport within the month. And And that was their saga. That was really the top and bottom of it. And the only big other takeaway we had was Jenny spoke to Sumit about, yeah, you're probably get, you probably get in your head and get overwhelmed about this stuff and then think you don't want to face the worst case scenario, which he was like, yes, exactly. And hey, I'm not about to shame him on that because I've definitely had my fair share of doing that. But then we get back to the main issue, which is, well, then if you know you want to marry her, just, just do it. Just it's not her. that deep. It's not that deep. It, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Anytime some cultural stuff is like in the way, like, you know, if he's like, listen, culturally, we just, my family's not going to be okay with it. I will never be okay with it. If he said, I'm never going to marry you, you sweet lady. Like, 
then she can say, okay, bye and be done with it. But he, why are you lying to her? Why are you gaslighting this woman and saying like, no, no, seriously, I promise. I promise one day I'm going to marry you. Just not this time. And then he had the nerve to be upset about it. Like, I just feel like she's kind of getting a little demanding. She keeps getting deported. Like she keeps getting excommunicated from the country. Like you have to leave. She doesn't have back. a life, but she doesn't have a life to go to. She's leaving and just waiting on pins and needles for her time to come back to be with this man that she loves. Jenny is the, she is my favorite person on the episodes that I've seen because she seems to be the only one who's saying like, Hey, Hey, do the thing, do the thing that you keep saying you don't want to do. Just do it. I, I just want her to know that she doesn't have to stick around for this. She could just go. Ah, oh, well, I, this storyline did make me want to vomit. I was so angry at him the whole time. Just what are you doing? Even, even his friends are like, she's the best. Like we love Jenny. Well, just, just marry her. And he's like, I don't know. She's kind of kind of pushy, don't you think? Excuse me? <laughs> what do you well, want? That's, that's the part of it, Chappelle, where like his whole argument, the only island he can stand on and he's choosing to keep standing on is his parents do not approve of this marriage. They just don't. They think the age gap is too big and they don't support it. They've said we're not endorsing this marriage. But then he keeps holding back because of that, but then he's not actively changing their minds. Anytime he tries, it doesn't work. And now we did the only other scene we see from them. This episode is the next time on where he clearly is with his family and is trying to, he's like, well, I'm engaged and we're going that direction. We, I want her to be a part of our celebrations. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to accept that. And his mom walks away. So it's a moot point. You have to decide Jenny or your parents' approval. Pick one because you cannot have both, my friend. It's not going to happen because Jenny is clearly not satisfied with the temporary, all right, we're together, we're cohabitating, but I have to leave the country every six months just to you turn back just to keep getting a visa. Like, that's not in the books. Who would be okay with that? Like, who? what person would be okay with just getting ripped out of their life just every six months? Because... This, this guy that you are in love with doesn't want to marry you, doesn't want to stick up to his family. And honestly, I'm looking at his family upside their head too, because y'all should want an older woman to take care of this man because he seems he useless. Needs it. He needs it. He needs If anybody needs an old ass woman, it's him. He needs somebody to be able to say, okay, did you, did you get your passport? Oh, you lost it. Okay. Let's go get it renewed. He needs somebody like Jenny. I just want Jenny to have someone better than him. That's my issue. Like, look, if, if I think I think his goal is to keep her going back and forth until she dies. Like, I well, think like, he's trying to wait her out. I think he's like, eventually, her she's going to retire. Wild man, and that, that, that's the thing too is that is that it's 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 ultimately a situation where she's not about this, so he has to decide. He's not deciding, and I've said this before. I'll say it again. Last season, I had Jason Reed on with me and Jason was like, I don't think he wants to marry her. And I was like, Jason, I think you're wrong. And with every episode since Jason's come on, it, it's been all Jason. Jason's been right. And it's just I don't see it happening. And it's funny because one of the reasons that his parents don't approve of this wedding, aside from the age gap and like the what what would people say of it all is that. They're like, well, if we, when we're older, we want you to take care of us. You can't take care of us if you have to take care of her. Y'all, he's not taking care of her or himself. Like she, he, she's taking care of him through all yeah. this. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I like when they're older, y'all are old. 
And it's okay. People get old and that's okay. Jenny is old and that is okay. But to me, it's a, his man is a, this is a man child. He, he doesn't want to take care of himself. He wants his family to take care of him. He wants Jenny to take care of him. And that's why he doesn't want to marry her. He feels like if I marry her, my family's no longer going to be there to take care of me. And then what if she wisens up and then just decides to leave? Then I was taking care of him then. <laughs> yeah, I've lost my family. He says this. I can lose my family and my love. I think he doesn't want to isolate one for the other. So he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. The issue is that, Jenny, you should be better than this. You've lived a long life, a long, healthy life. Jenny you deserves do not better. Need this. She does. Jenny is my fave. I watched it and I, I have looked at it. And the only reason she's my fave is because I feel like she's the biggest victim. I feel like she's doing nothing wrong. She is, she is literally just she's doing what this. Man. And that's it. He said, I'm ready to marry you. And he's just lying. That's all. Just bold faced lies. I do not like Sumit. I'm sorry. I'm out. Yeah. No, you're, and again, I'm, you have the popular opinion here. Like, we're all yeah. on the same page here with, with Sumit. And, you know, again, my biggest get this season is if, if I can somehow get Sasha's mom to come, because I heard when I was on with Sasha, Sasha's mom hates him. So I want to know what Sasha's <laughs> mom's going to say. I need that. I, we need it. So we'll see if I can make that happen. But that kind of leaves us here with Jenny and Sumit until another day, of course. Well, let's go over and talk about Ellie and Victor now. So to set up where we were last time with Ellie and Victor, Ellie arrives to San Andreas, a island uh, away from Providencia, not that far, but that is where uh, there was, you know, thought of if they evacuate the island, they'll be in San Andreas. So she's there waiting for him, kind of. So the episode starts with them where Ellie is now, you know, she's obviously very worried. She's it's a very touching story with Ellie, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Hearing mm-hmm. about how much hardship Ellie has had and how many people in her life have like quickly passed to the point where she feels cursed. It's it was very sad. Yeah, I don't. I whoo. Her story, even when when on the first episode I saw when they talk about her, her husband just dies, and then mm-hmm. she talks about her dad kind of passed quickly uh, from his illness. Yeah, my heart goes out to her, and as much as I want to kind of just like you know protect her from whatever possible scam that could be that Victor could be running on her, you know, because I I don't know his intentions. I've just seen four episodes, but like I want to protect her from that. But at the same time, like when people are when you're not able to keep your loved ones the way you want to and you have suffered such so much loss you do want to cling on to the things that you do love and i think for her that's victor this hurricane storyline where she like she doesn't know if he's alive she doesn't know where he is like that's got to be so traumatic my heart just bleeds for her um i don't trust him i just don't but i really wanted her to find him and for that comfort just for her now moving forward now that they found each other okay we can start i can start to look deeper into you know, how I feel about Victor. But this episode, yeah, I was rooting for them to at least reunite so it could take some of that weight off of her shoulders. Yeah. And 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 honestly, she clearly has nothing but love and that's steering her here. She um she does arrange a boat to go to Providencia the next morning when we see her here. Because she hasn't heard from him in five days. And even though she knows he's alive, the mind wanders, obviously. Um mm-hmm. But then, and, and then she goes away to uh, buy some clothes and stuff to take with her. Then she gets the phone call that she's been waiting for. Victor has arrived to San Andreas. He's at the airport. So she's going to go meet up with him. And this is where I get excited. 
Because like you, we haven't met Victor yet. This is the first time we're going to see Victor. And up until this point, everything we've heard about Victor has been with red flags because of the whole um, potential. He had an affair and then he lied about it until receipts showed up. And then he was like, yeah, I did. You know, that's not a big deal. So it leaves you a little bit thinking, okay, well, this woman is leaving a very successful business to move with you here. What's going to happen with her? What's going to happen with you two? So when she's on the way to the airport, she does mention that because of all the things that she's gone through in her life, she doesn't feel like she gets many second chances. And because Victor has survived this Category 5 hurricane and the pandemic, which they do bring up, there's also a pandemic. That's two, mm-hmm. that's two things in one to deal with. That's a lot of things. She says, I'm not even thinking about the affair right now. I'm just, I just want to give this a second chance. And seeing them reunited at the airport was one of, there were a few moments in this episode that gave me feelings. I was very happy to see them reunited. Yeah, me too. I, like I said, I, I don't trust him. But when they like have the moment where you can tell she's just happy that he's alive and he's just happy to be alive, you know, whether he's scamming her or not, all that goes out the window when you can just tell that they're happy to be together. Even if it's just for this moment, it was very touching. The, the hug was just like, you could feel the, the emotion in the hug. Um, but yeah, I mean, the red flag with Victor, I mean, there's just everywhere for me. I just like, oh my gosh, like, ma'am, save yourself. Don't like, it's almost like Jenny, just run, run. But I mean, they're together. She's made the move. Like, it's official now, right? Like she is a resident of whatever's left of Providencia, which was horrible i mean seeing the wreckage in the preview i'm like man it's so bad and i i I don't want them to bond through trauma you know like i don't want her to come to this relationship thinking like i have to be him be be here for him because he has nothing else you know as far as like his assets his house that they were working on that she was basically paying for to have built um like she he doesn't have anything. So I don't want her to have her clown nose on, you know, because she is trying to be there for him because life is too short or because she feels like this is a precious moment because he survived this thing or because she doesn't have a lot of other loved ones to cling to. I don't want that for her. I really want this to be genuine. So I'm rooting for them probably more than I'm rooting for all the rest of these couples. I, well, I, there, there's another couple that I'm really rooting for, but this one's high up on my list just because of her. My connection to what she's going through makes me really want them to win. So my fingers are crossed. Same. And and she does mention at the very end of their scene that she doesn't want to overwhelm him with a bunch of questions, which tells me once the dust is settled and she now feels like she, she gets past the, oh my God, I'm finally with him. I think the conversations will start and we'll get a little bit deeper. I, based on the little bit we've seen, I feel cautiously optimistic that Victor and her are the real deal. So we'll see where they go from here. Um, like you mentioned, the next time on, they do show us a little bit of the, cause they do go to Providencia and they do show us a bit of the wreckage and stuff. So that, that'll definitely be coming up next week on the next week's episode. Um, so we'll see what happens there with them, but that pretty much covers it for them as well. Again, we usually go through the, the shorter, uh, end of the stick here with the first couple couples. And then we're going to get to one of the more outrageous segments <laughs> of the week. Outrageous couple. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go over to Corey and Evelyn. So, Corey and Evelyn ended last episode with a bombshell. Evelyn tells her sisters while they're wedding dress shopping, hey, um, so we got married last year in secret. And yeah. if the sisters were not happy about this whatsoever. You know, the siblings in this show, in general, right? Like the siblings across the board. If you have a, a sibling on this show, I'm looking at you crazy because most of them are, are stepping out of line a lot. And her sisters are wild. They have no remorse. They have zero time uh, for Corey and his nonsense. They call her uh, Senora uh, Estupida because she got married. I screamed because I think that is the funniest thing ever. Like I, I am anti her sisters. I'm like, y'all support this woman or leave her alone. But they are mean. It's kind of funny, but they are so mean. Um, they they are relentless. They are never going to let her live this down. Like you do not want to get married. You are doing this because you I, you're just doing this because it's been a while, right? Like he's pressured you into it. You don't like him like that. We don't like him. He's a cheater. They hate him, and they're going to make it known. And honestly, as the episodes are going, I've it's endeared them to me a little bit because the first couple episodes I was like I don't like them, but now I'm like you know if y'all are going to be dropping gems like Senora Estupida, then I'll take it. Yeah, so with them, they've always kind of been the we don't care couple. Anytime they've been on, I'm like, I don't care. Liana does not like them. She doesn't care. Um, but when it comes to this segment, I just, I, I feel confused about how I feel about all of these people. Because, mm -hmm. like, I would feel an ounce of sad for Corey, but he's a bit of a horse's ass in, in what he did in Peru. But then the rest of the family, they're not nice at all. At all. So, uh, and this is going to be specifically for those of you who may not have watched this episode and are just getting the retail here. I got you. I got you with the details. Okay. So basically the reason they got married was last minute decision. Evelyn, even up until after the I do was feeling regret about it. We, we already know Evelyn has not really ever seen herself to be someone to get married, but they did this because Corey's visa was expiring and they needed Corey to stay. Sumit. This is what you do, Sumit. This is what happens if you so love simple. the person and you want them not to have to feel hardship, Sumit. Mm -hmm. 
So simple. Um, so simple. Yeah. I hate them. It's right there. The solution is right there. So the sisters are mad because, well, not only do they not like Corey, but they also believe that as sisters, we should be able to give you our advice and our opinion. And you didn't let us tell you those things. Um, and apparently we find out that Corey wanted to tell the family about the marriage, but Evelyn did not. And Evelyn swore him to secrecy. So that was a part of it as well. Now, then the sisters bring up a good point, Chappelle. They're mm-hmm. like, so you were married, but then you decided to go on a break. And we were still married, but then he so when he went and found this Jenny in Peru, you were married. So he cheated. That is that is the definition of cheating. Question mark. Uh, yeah, question mark. Uh, Puya, you know, this storyline here has been fun for me because I've been on a roller coaster ride. The first episode, I was thinking, <laughs> why is she tripping? If y'all was broken up, then if it was a break, it was a break. Like Scotty said, uh, you know, uh, not likable Ross and Rachel. Um, Mm-hmm. That's them. But like, as it has developed, I was like, oh, well, from her standpoint, you were married when this happened. So break or not, it's still cheating. And so through that lens, I can see where she's coming from. Now, if I'm Corey, I don't care. You told me that you basically broke up with me in the middle of our marriage and then told me to go live my own life. And so I did. And now you're upset about it. You don't want to be married to me. Let's be very clear. We're only married because that's the only way I can stay here. Um, so it's not like the marriage is this bond that's supposed to keep me from straying. I'm not straying. You broke up with me. So I, it has a lot of layers and I really like that it's so complex because for a second I was team Corey. Then I was team Evelyn. Now I just don't want them to be around each other. I just, I really want them to find love elsewhere. I think he really, really loves her. I don't he- know. If she loves him. And and listen, for someone who's only watched four episodes of them, you've nailed it. Um, it's always been a, do you really even mess with them like that? I don't think you do. But that's the thing. I feel like from her side, right? If she was so hesitant on getting married and for Corey, and I think she never expected it because we all, you know, Corey clearly loves her and all that. But then Corey goes ahead and does this thing with, with the mysterious Jenny and now it's a lot of red flags and it's a lot of problems and she already doubted getting married but now she feels stupid but then also we get a little bit of tidbit you know going back to the um the familial beliefs the uh how the families operate in these other way segments where evelyn lets us know in my family in my world divorce is not an option you just deal with everything head on and you you know work through it you, there's no look at divorce ever which um I feel like, you know, you, you, especially in our day and age, like divorce has become more and more commonplace because if you just don't work, you don't work, you move past. Um, but mm-hmm. if she's also grown up in this environment where that's just not a possibility, then how are you supposed to tackle it? And, and with her family's ideas of him, they don't rock with him. So this is a horrible situation to find yourself in. Well, she says that, right? She says, like, oh, you know, we don't really believe in divorce. But when she's talking to her sister, she's like, look, we got married. We're going to get married to save him. And then we're probably just going to get a little sneak divorce. Hold on. Which one is it? Is it that you can't get divorced because it's a familial thing and this is like tradition and cultural? Or it's, oh, you can get divorced if you got married for the visa only. Because if you if that's the case, then why are you so rigid on this idea that he went out and had this quote unquote affair while y'all were separated? 
you shouldn't it like which one is it? It's like she wants to have it all ways. Like, yes, you are tied to this marriage, even though I broke up with you while we were married. The marriage also doesn't count because I plan on getting a divorce from it, even though I don't believe in divorce. But if we get really married, like if people find out about the marriage, then we can never get divorced. But secretly, if nobody knows, which you I won't allow you to tell anybody, but if nobody knows, we can't get a divorce. But also, I'm going to tell people she's doing a lot. I really I don't I can't rock with her. I can't do it. It's a lot. It's too much. I want her to pick a stance and just go with that. Like you married this man to save him, but that marriage is your bond and you are not getting a divorce and you do not appreciate that he cheated on you, then that's fine. But if it's, well, I married, I I got married to him to save him from having to get deported, but it was a play play marriage. Like this marriage really didn't matter. It's like, okay, well, if it didn't matter, why are you telling your sisters he basically committed adultery? Which one is it? Then you're also getting, you know, remarried with a full ceremony too. This is, this couple is why. I do crown this show the Hot Mess Express oh, for yeah. this reason. It is so many layers of ridiculous that you have to peel through. And you honestly, we could sit here for the next 40 minutes and continue trying to break it down piece by piece. We still wouldn't have a solution for this couple. We just wouldn't. Nothing makes sense. And we're not even at the wildest thing that happened this episode with them yet. We're getting there. We're working to it. So yeah. the next segment we see, okay, well, because. Evelyn kind of ends the conversation with her sisters like, I'm hoping things will get better. That's why I want to get married again. I'm hoping things will get better. She does ask them, hey, don't tell the parents. They're like, yeah, we're not going to tell the parents. So the next scene we see with them, uh, Corey's meeting up with Evelyn and the sisters for lunch, let's say. They're going to meet up to talk and eat, okay? And they've already ordered the food, and everyone else has this like lovely crab dish. It looks pretty delicious. I'm not going to lie to you. And then Corey gets a meal put in front of him. And it's like a soup, you know, and if you're a TikTok fan, this is where a good soup would be a great addition for this moment because <laughs> they're like digging Corey and Corey takes a couple of spoonfuls. Ooh, it was a little fatty. Mm, good soup. All right, cool. <laughs> oh my and gosh. he's like eating, eating. Yo, they let him eat like five, six spoonfuls. And then one of the sisters was like, yeah, what you're eating? That's penis. Um, Hold on. <laughs> where did this come from? They made him literally eat half this bowl of penis before they told him that he was eating a bull's penis. Yep. Just trick him into into eating penis. And I mean, I guess it's on the menu, so it's not like they snuck a dick into his uh, soup. But... No, yeah. It's it's, it's still something you want to know. Yeah, That's there. Well, yeah, because I feel like, you know, um, if they told him up front what it was, and they were like, but it's still, you know, it's, it's it's a dish that because yeah, they mentioned in the in the confessional that you know there's a dish that men eat, and I was like, I feel like if they told him that, he'd still eat it to be polite. But they clearly didn't tell him. And then when they told him, the three of them laughed at him. And so this man just sitting there with with this bowl in his face, getting laughed at by three other people, and he just is like, "Wait, are you playing me right now? Is this a joke?" They're like, no. And this is a meal that makes you a man and is made with lots of love. These are actual quotes that they said to him as he was eating this soup. Um, So then he asks the question that we were all thinking, but we all knew the answer to spoiler alert. Do you have a problem with me? Or <laughs> And she's like, I have lots of problems with you. And Chappelle, she goes in. She's like, listen, Evelyn told us about Jenny. Um, and, and we know all about Jenny and he's like, well, I think that's between us. And 
she shouldn't have told you. And then Evelyn chimes in, like, no, 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 no. Don't you turn this on me. You answer all their questions. And they pretty much blindsided him because they're like, well, you've not really told Evelyn everything either. So we want to know everything. You're going to tell us everything. And it was wild because they're like, what happened for real? And he mentions that he went to Peru. He met a girl. He had a broken heart. And then they were like, well, we don't even, Evelyn doesn't even think you told her the full truth. So then we basically get this and then it kind of doesn't lead anywhere. They don't really give us a payoff here. Yeah, he just apologizes and says it's never going to happen again. But you can tell the sisters ain't having it. They do not. They do not trust him. Oh, no, not at all. I don't like Evelyn. And one of the things that will always be a pet peeve of mine is when you leave your person hanging. Like if I am here with you, especially in a country that is foreign to me, then where you are my primary family, your family is my family. You cannot turn your back on me when your family's mad at me because you're all I have. You're the only lifeline I have. And she just throws them to the wolves. The wolves that she sicked on him. She definitely did not have to tell them about the secret marriage or the Jenny stuff. She did not have to tell them. She did. And then she's like, well, answer to my sisters now. Uh, No, you are supposed to have my back. This happened several times throughout this episode, but this one really made me mad because I know this is why I'm single. I would have flipped the table over. I would have just made a scene just so y'all know not to F with me. And then I'll have left. Like, that's just how it goes for me. You can tell he loves the ground this woman walks on because he should not have taken that from my point of view. Um, also, this Jenny thing. I think the reason why it hasn't paid off is because there's, is there something he's not, did, did he go have an outside baby or something with Jenny? Because he keeps saying, Yo. like I'm seeing secret baby all over this man's face. And I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what it feels like it's leaning to. Now, 90 Day has a good tendency of making something seem way bigger. And then it wasn't that big. But I'm not sure because I think what he has said, and you've watched the first couple episodes, what he says to Jenny, to Evelyn, is that, oh, he couldn't get it up. So nothing really happened. So for all we know, it's like they had sex. Like that might be the thing. That's still a big thing, but it might not be baby big. But then it could be baby big because the only other scene we see with them um, is he mentions that he's afraid to tell her the full truth because of how she's going to take it. And this was in the dinner scene again or the lunch scene. And, you know, that was in a confessional. Then the next time on with them, we see him confiding in a friend about, hey, so some stuff went down in Peru that I haven't really told her. And the friend's like, yeah, if you don't tell her, I'm going to tell her. So you're going to yeah. have to tell her. What is that about? Oh, is this a family friend? I thought this was like her brother or something. Because why are you telling this random friend that I haven't seen in four episodes? Okay. That this happened. And why is he so indebted to her to be like, well, you shouldn't have told me. You messed up there. So, I'm definitely going to tell her. Who is this guy? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So this is where I will ask any um, fans of the 90 day franchise to fact check me if I have this wrong, because, you know, with all the 90 day couples that keep coming in year round, I push some away and then I forget some of the history. but. And I'm not sure if this is that friend. They have a mutual friend. They have a friend there because like the, the last season with them, it was a lot about the, how they're trying to open this business on the beach. Um, and they had a friend who like he confided in a lot. But then that friend and Evelyn might have had history. So I think this is the same friend who is mm. more of a mutual friend than a independent Corey friend. Because like you've mentioned, Corey has moved here with no friends and has pretty much co-opted her family and her friends as his circle. So 
him confiding in this friend is ridiculous because, of course, he's going to be like, I'll tell her because I can't not tell her this if it's big. So I'm not a hundred sure. I'm sure someone will at me and let me know. Please let me know. Um, and we'll get that full detail there. But it's it's wild because it's uh, this is going to be a lot more serious than he's led up to her. And we don't know exactly what he has told her. It just sounds like he's told her a whole lot of nothing up until this point. Yeah, one of one of the things I've noticed is a through line throughout this whole show so far is that these people are way too trusting of the families of the people that they're about to go and be with. Like, um, I think several episodes earlier, and we haven't talked about them yet, but um, not Alina. What's her name? Um, she um, Ari, Ariella. Ari told yeah, Ariella. Ari told- Ariella, yeah. yeah, she told she tells his um uh, his his sisters, Benny's sisters, um uh, about her ex, and they just of course just rat her out, and I'm like, why did you tell them? And so in this moment with Corey, I was just like, why are you telling this person who has no loyalty to you in comparison to his loyalty to her? I get that you're on an island, like you've gone to this place on your own. They're all you have, but come on, just just the odds are that they have to, if they're going to pick a side, it's not going to be yours. So you don't want to do that. Like you, where are your, where are your friends from home? You can't call and Skype somebody and confide in them. I don't understand. And that's the thing, right? Especially if this is a family that you are now um, either married into, or they are again, your extended family through your partner. Even if you had a like, let's say um, for example, that Ari and Binyam's sister were friends long before Ari and Binyam became a thing. That's different. When you mm-hmm. are you are now a part of their family after you've been together. If you're trying to build trust, because that's what she said she was trying to do, is build, like you know build a friendship, build a foundation. You don't tell them something that you don't want your partner to know, because your partner mm-hmm. will know. So. That is ridiculous to think that that's the thing that you're going to do. And then Corey, again, doing the same mistake here. Now, we're not here advocating for, hey, lie to your partners. But if you're going to lie to your partners, be smart about it. If you're if yeah. you're Corey, if you're Ari, like that was stupid because you told the wrong person pretty much. Yeah. Also, Corey, you are if if all if the big secret is that you had sex with this Jenny woman, you're getting punished as if you had sex with the Jenny woman anyway. Like you should have come out the gate with this truth because they're treating you like you had a full on marital affair. Like you were married. You went out. She said you were hunting women. You, you were married. You t- you took your wedding ring off. You hid it in a nightstand. You brought some like hussy over Jenny and you had this tryst in the night and now she can't even look at you because you cheated on her during your like your your you know uh your the sanctity of of marriage or whatever like that's not like you're getting punished like you did that that's what happened you know from her point of view but you didn't even tell her that you told her like oh you couldn't even get it up so nothing really happened and they're treating you like you went out and had a secret baby or something. So I'm thinking that the reveal has to be way more than this. If this is it, like you're already getting punished for that. You might as well just came clean because if they're treating you like this now with this little bit of information they have, it's only going to get worse. No wonder you're terrified. Like, sir, rip the bandaid off and start to plan your life. Honestly, he should be planning the escape. He should be saying like, okay, obviously this this isn't probably, this isn't going to end well. 
Let's start packing that <laughs> not, that overnight bag in case we need to go live somewhere else. I mean, and and you know, anyone else looking at it would say the same thing. I just feel like already they were on shaky grounds. The marriage was supposed to be a, oh, she's finally taking that leap. But then when we find out that she took the leap earlier and then got bit by this, you know, whole affair thing, and you are withholding information that she already probably was suspecting, and then it's going to come out. It's only going to get worse, and it's only going to make you look like more of a fool because you withheld this from her. You were trying to withhold it from the rest of them, and you still are showing up to their hangouts to the dinners as if you've done nothing and when they know that's going to be irreversible damage because even if evelyn forgives you the rest of them will never look at you the same way or forgive you so it's you're in a it's it's in a dead end basically it's basically all going to come down to will evelyn keep his sorry ass or will evelyn kick him to the curb and will he go over to peru because really we'll find out what this news is next week but if it is a baby I don't see them recovering from this at all. Zero percent chance they're recovering if it's a baby. Zero. Yes, it's a wrap. If it's a baby, he should already be planning the the exit. Like he should have already. Yeah. Like the moment he found out about it, he should have been like, "All right, let me get my affairs in order. Let me uh get my passport renewed. You know, like whatever. <laughs> like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever. I'm about to go. Let me start to prep for these things. Um, I don't think he's been doing that. So I'm hoping that it's not a side baby. But if again, even if it is just, oh yeah, by the way, I lied and said we didn't have sex when we did have sex, like you probably still need to be preparing for the worst because yeah. this family is never gonna let you live it down. And you and don't think it's just gonna stay between you and her. She's going to snitch on you. She's told on you, and she is a person who doesn't like marriage is not for me. I never wanted to be married. Oh, she's gonna hold this against you. See, this is exactly what I was saying. I don't want to be married. I never wanted to blah blah blah. Like Y'all got married for play play. Now you're trying to get married for real, but you can't propose a real marriage with all these secrets. Why would you want to take that into a a marriage, sir? You should have been exposed this and didn't just cut your losses, but you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's not going to work out. Sorry for that, man. Honestly, 90 day tagline should be couples that want to have their cake and eat it too, but cannot like every Mm -hmm. single couple we've talked about so far, they're trying to do that. And it's just not a healthy way to go about it. And it's not a feasible way to go about it either, because that cake is not yours. Like, it's just not like that is not a solo cake. So that's not going to happen ever. Um, I think that wraps us up on them before we get any more pissed. (laughs) Let's move over to the next couple here. Let's move into a bright spot in this show. The only bright spot in this show, the one positive couple in my eyes, Kenny and Armando. Let's go over to Kenny and Armando here and talk all about them. Chappelle, what Hmm. are your thoughts on Kenny and Armando? Because I do feel like they might have the most blind spots given the amount we've seen from them. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot them my way as well. Yeah, so they had me at first, okay? All right, okay. Papa then found him a nice young tender. They then got together. Okay. They both got kids, grandkids, and you know, fine. That worked out. But then we start to see like, you know, some cultural things, some, you know, homophobic things are are are, are you know, present where it's like, okay, you know, are, is Armando's family going to accept Kenny? Um, you know, and, and homosexuality and all this other stuff. So I don't love that. I'm rooting for them because like that is just, it's just an obstacle that people shouldn't have to face anymore. Um, there were some heartwarming moments where like 
his dad was Armando's dad was clearly hiding and not wanting to come out and embrace him. But then when he did, you could tell that, the, that he loves his child so much and that this is really just something that he's the family is really struggling with. Um, comma, but Armando, you have to come out and say the words. Like, don't get me wrong. Your family knows that you are, you know, homosexual man. They are dealing with that, that struggle. Fine. But when you have your fiance sitting at the table, y'all made the trip. You got the whole family there. You left this man hanging. You just left him there to do the dirty work. I was like, Kenny, please do not say the words. Do not reveal that y'all are getting married because that is our <laughs> Armando conversation. You need to let Armando have that conversation. He's 32 damn years old. It's time. It's time to tell your family what you're about to do again. Trying to have your cake and eat it too. He was just enjoying the happiness. Oh, this is such a happy moment. When are you going to say the words? You can't just go have a lavish wedding and not tell your family. I just Armando lost it for me at the very end. I was all in on them. And now I'm like, come on, man, what are you doing? So, yeah. So with them, um, we did see this on the next time on that they were going to go see the family and they did tease that, oh, the dad's not going to be there. His dad was there. Um, his mom covered up a little bit when he, she was like, he's at the store at like midnight. But then he, was, yeah. he embraced that embrace was so touching. It was my uh. favorite part of the episode by far. Like you mentioned, there's clearly like it's not like he is um, like they're not. What's the word I'm looking for? I might Jacob this. Um, they're like not a in a position. Yeah, there's it's not a strained relationship whatsoever. It's like strained, but there's clearly they're not like on bad terms, right? That's yeah. the thing I'm looking for. Um, so that was very clear to see, and I, that touched my heart, and I love that very much. Um, and so they're making this visit though with Cassie there, Cassie being Kenny's daughter, and Hannah obviously being Armando's daughter. They're both there. Um, and what what Chappelle's alluding to is that um, the last time they had talked about a wedding, even Armando's mom had mentioned. Hey, have like a small ceremony, just you guys, like no, don't bring the family in, nothing like that. And they've decided against that. They want to have the big wedding. They want to celebrate their love for the whole world to see. And they want to have their family there with them. It's amazing. I love it. The problem here being clearly Armando's struggling with letting this out and, and, and starting the conversation. Now, I'm a little bit more forgiving um, in that. You watch where they were at, and he's seeing how happy his dad is. His dad is in the at the dinner. This is more than he could have ever expected for the family to be at. So he's a little bit scared now to just let it out. He's backtracking. And Kenny called this. Kenny in the confessional was mm -hmm. like, I, I can sense Armando is backing because we've not approached the wedding talk at all at this dinner. And then the next confessional was Armando being like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not prepared for a non-positive answer when everything is peaceful and nice. Because I feel like this is the first time in this relationship that Armando has seen his family all together. Like his family, his partner, his kid, like everyone is here eating, being happy. And it's an amazing sight to, to behold. But like Chappelle's mentioning, this is an important thing that needs to be put out and it has to be approached at some point. Now, the good news is because it's the first night, there's still time to do so. And I believe mm -hmm. in the next time on, we do see him broach the subject with his dad. So that'll definitely be happening, which is good. Um, I just love these two so much. I want them to be the happiest couple in 90 day history. Yes. And I feel them approaching it. It just, you know, it always goes back to 
everyone wants, you know, no one wants to be in a situation where their family is rooting against them or disproving. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants their family to be happy for them, to be proud of them, to be rooting for them. And it's a very hard thing to hear if that's not the case, right? So in like all of Sumit's faults, that I understand. But the difference here with Sumit and Armando is that Sumit has put it out there They've made it known that they are not going to budge and Sumit is just letting it die in purgatory when he should either let Jenny go or, you know, go uh, get uh, married to Jenny and like deal with the repercussions later. And I think Armando is not like I don't think if Armando gets a negative answer here, he's going to leave Kenny high and dry. They're going to be together. They're going to get married. It's going to be fine. But Armando is nervous because, again, Armando just wants everyone to be there, be happy, and celebrate their love again. Yeah, if any couple I'm rooting for is this one, I want them to work out and live happily ever after. But, I mean, it's just one of those situations where you have to rip the Band-Aid off. You have to deal with, you know, the turmoil that's going to come from this big reveal. Um, but, you know, like, if any couple is going to have, like, a spinoff show, this is the modern family that I would want to watch, right? Like, um, because if you think about it, like Kenny is old, but like older, I would say almost 60. Um, he's got grandchildren older than Armando's daughter. You know, like this is good television material. Them sitting around the, uh, the dinner table, everybody's crying because they miss their, their, their family. Oh man, this was super touching. The hugs, this little segment in and of itself, this is how they should be promoting the show. To the feelers right like for the mess yeah you can go to all these other couples but for the feelers this was good content it was so it was it, it was touching i liked every second of it yeah and then you know for all the angela and michaels we get the jenny and sumits the every messy couple this is the one couple that needs to be put on display and celebrated because mm-hmm. they have fought so much adversity to get here that was outside of them. Like they've, and I mentioned this on the podcast, they have not been really in a place where they've had trouble with one another. All their troubles have been external, have been um, cultural tie, government tie. So it's been different. So mm-hmm. I'm rooting for them with everything I've got. And then in the next time on, he does mention, so spoiler alert, Armando does ask his dad or tell his dad about the wedding. And his dad essentially says, I can't give you an immediate response, which then we see Armando tearing up about. But I have to wait to see the episode to know exactly what happens there. Because, again, TLC loves leaving us with the ooh, the worst thing happened. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he was there the whole time. So he might be like, I can't give you an immediate response, but OK, I'll do it. Like, you know, it's kind of that kind of thing. I feel like that's where we're going to head with them. And uh, well, we're both rooting for them. And I'm, and I'm sure you're all rooting for them, too. So that's perfect. Now, yeah. this, this is we, the storyline that's got me coming back, Puya. This is this mm-hmm. is one where I'm like, okay, I might be all in. I want to see what <laughs> happens with this one. So, okay. Well, I'm intrigued by this next one. And mm-hmm. before we dive into their stuff this episode, I have to get your take on the first three episodes with Steven and Alina. <sighs> okay. Okay. This one is a lot. This one is a lot. Okay. Um, I just don't, Alina, I just, this poor, poor, poor girl, this poor woman, I just don't know, think she knows what she's getting herself into. I don't understand how this came to be. I don't get it, but I really don't think she knows what's about to happen. 
she has trust issues with him because he clearly has asked her for whatever reason if he could date other people um which i I think in a reg- had he never asked that question, she would have never questioned his uh, his loyalty because it doesn't seem like he has a lot of prospects or would. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I just don't think he is the go out and cheat on your type. Comma, but finding out that this entire time he's so pious about his beliefs and saying like, oh, no. I can't even trust myself to sh- to cohabitate with you because we might sin and he's not even a virgin. Puya, I damn near threw my laptop across the room. <laughs> you, what? Are you kidding me? He's like, I, I just don't trust you. You're just so sexy. I just don't think we can just stay in the same apartment and not have sex. Meanwhile, he's like, yeah, because I had sex before. Sir, this woman is one terrified. She's moving to another country. She's never been away from her family. You're like, yeah, you go live by yourself. She's terrified. She also doesn't trust you, but she's afraid. And you're just like, yeah, let me go live in a hostel because what if the sex monster comes back and I have to, you know, feel away. I don't want to be too close to you. Like, y'all are going to spend every day together, I'm assuming. You're trying to get married. So the sex monster could pop up at any time. Y'all could be walking to the bodega or something and the sex monster pop up. You know, like, why is it the fact that we sleep in the same house is so frowned upon? And I'm not even talking about his religious beliefs. I'm saying that, like, if your temptation is that great just from sleeping in the same uh, place as her, why is your temptation not that great when y'all are just hanging out? Like, during the day, y'all are going to be together all the time. So, I don't like him for that reason. I think he's so young. I think he's so young, but I just think this girl, she's in over her head and she just does not know. I think she's going to find out. But man, I wish she would found out way before she moved to Turkey. Yeah, well, uh, so that's the thing with them. He is riddled with clear inexperience of both the world and relationship just based on how he sees things and how he like to him. It's very like, yeah, she she should because of our faith. She should be okay with staying apart, but everything you've highlighted, it's a new country for both of them. It's Turkey. She's never been. She clearly has never really been away from family. She is young. She's like 20. She's a youngin too. She's a baby. Yeah. So for her to move and and then move with the understanding of like, yeah, we are going to move. We're going to get married. Then he can move back with me. And he is my, he is the one that will protect me while I'm in this foreign country that I don't know the language, you know, that I don't know the neighborhoods, that I don't know anything about. So it's not a ridiculous request for her to be like, Hey, I don't want to stay alone during these three months. And I feel like that is not a ridiculous thing to ask at all. And it just sounds like to me that she's, you know, been through with everything he said every step of the way. She's followed him, right? And I feel like he is the one that has all these demands or requests, rather, that she is following. So basically what we're discussing here, folks, is that they're in Turkey. They meet in Turkey. They have a warm embrace at the airport. Again, one of the few bright spots on the episode where everyone's loving and feeling happy. Mm -hmm. And I was happy for them. But then on the way to the airport, Alina's mom does tell her uh, she does tell her mom, hey, he wants us to stay in separate places. And her mom was like, yeah, you do not fold on this decision force him to stay with you that is not cool 
And just off of this conversation, she was like, yeah, I don't want to tell my mom that he's talked about dating other people because that would just make everything worse. She won't let me leave. So I'm not going to say that for now, but I am going to put my foot down. And she does put her foot down on this the whole episode. And they have quite a few mm-hmm. scenes. And in every scene, this comes back up again and again and again. Um, so then what we see is they arrive at the, the, the Airbnb that they're staying at. It's a very nice, quaint place. It's very cute. Very nice. And what bothers me more than anything, Chappelle, okay, what bothers me more than anything, he keeps making it an us thing. I mean, like, I don't want us to have the temptation of having sex every night. Sir, she has not lied to you. She is saving herself for marriage. So she and and she had like every other person has self-control to not do something. If that's the decision y'all have mutually made. So the only person sweating it is you. And the only person being ridiculous is you. So don't make it a us thing. She clearly is going to be okay. It's just you. And I just I that I can't I I I just I'm baffled by it. Because yeah. I feel like just that alone, that one thing that he keeps repeating is what he keeps trying to make the grounds for we should stay separately. And so they stay together the first night and he is distant, obviously, because he's going to stay on the couch. And then, you know, before they go to bed, he brings over the Russian scriptures and he reads a chapter with her on it. Which she was like, this is not the first night I imagined, which I think everyone knows the first night of anything when you see your partner after a long time is very intimate, you're close, you're hanging out till like the wee hours of the morning. None of that is happening here whatsoever. And then the next morning, he's like, hey, can we go look at the hostel that I booked? And maybe you'll change your mind if you see the environment. And she says something so salient here where she's like, if he doesn't trust himself around me, why would he trust himself around other women? Especially if Mm -hmm. he is alluded to potentially wanting to talk to other women, which is a another problem hanging here on the doorsteps of this couple. Yeah. I mean, if he was saying, we will stay together and we're going to have a, you know, curfew of after 9.30, we will never see each other, right? Like, I, we would we could talk on the phone, you know, whatever, but we, you go to your room, I go to my room or whatever, that would make more sense than let me go stay at a hostel where there are men and women leaving all the time and coming in and like you want a hostel is basically like an open space hotel sometimes you know like it's just this little cubicle where you can sleep in for the night and people are coming in and out of there all the time so it's kind of like why are you so like oh yeah I'm, I'm so secure that I won't be tempted by any woman who walks in here but there's one woman who has agreed that we will not be tempted together I can't sleep anywhere near her. It's it's fascinating and I hate it. I hate every second of it because I think what happened is, and I feel bad for him, is he did something that shook his faith. He he's yes. clearly very strong in his faith, but he messed up. He sinned and he's like, oh gosh, the only way I can undo that is by overcorrecting and by saying, no, no, no. I we will never that will that will never happen again. I, I would rather nail my hand to the wall than to, to fornicate, you know. And so from his perspective, he's gotta go like completely in one direction, way too far, just so he can say, Okay, like I look, God, I'm trying, right? Like, look, you know, I'm trying so hard to undo to right the wrong. And if she hasn't suffered through that, then that's fine too. But we are not screwing that up again. That's how it, it's coming off. And that's really painful to watch because I like 
you get it. Like if you're strong in your faith and you don't like to let down your religious beliefs, uh, but man, he's putting unnecessary pressure on her, forcing her to live by herself when she clearly doesn't want to. She's been very clear. This is not okay with her. They have this argument from the moment they leave the airport till she gets to her Airbnb. Like at no point is she like, oh yeah, it's fine. She's saying, no, no, no. You told me that we could stay together. Like, I do not feel safe. And he's always like, no, let's just talk about it. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. I, I am not okay with being in this country alone. And his beliefs are just so strong and whatever feelings he has, the infidelity, that part, I'm not really worried about. I just, for me, it just doesn't seem like something that she really has to worry about. But I understand why she would be considering he brought up seeing other people. Um, but leaving her hanging when she's very clearly alone in this country, you brought her here. Like y'all met up here with an understanding and then you like backdoored and got the secret like hostel booked. Like, I don't like that at all. Um, also, he's kind of he's kind of goofy. Like I think he's that kind of comes off endearing online, and when you only yes. linked up for two weeks. But when they get ready to walk to the the hostel the next day, he's like, "Hey, let's let's, let's do a walk. Like let's wear a matching outfit." So she gives him their little his little complimentary outfit to what she's wearing. She's wearing her sundress. They're like little they're like little like puppy love walking hand in hand. And then he's like, "Wouldn't it be cool if I jumped in the pool?" And he just jumps in the pool, fully dressed, full clothes, yeah, fully dressed, yeah. And then he's like, "Okay, let's finish our walk." Uh, no, you're walking like a wet, like just walking around, soaking wet in this new community. <laughs> we just moved here. Like, why would you not, for for one, change clothes? But why would you do that after we just spent all day getting, like, we spent all morning getting dressed? Why would you? jump in the pool. So I think his impulsiveness and his childlike behavior is not something that she's going to latch onto too much in this new world. Like you need support. And I don't know if you're going to get that from him and whatever he's got going on in his maturity level. I think that's what the real issue is going to be with this couple. Right. And I think one of the things he, he also brought up in addition to all this uh, um, is that, um, and this part, again, this is where I would ask um, anyone who is, an expert on the subject or would definitely know more than I do. He keeps bringing up that he wants her to get baptized into the church and that the church might not look kindly to them cohabitating pre-marriage. Um, so that is something that he keeps bringing up, but I'm not, I don't know exactly what that entails. Um, but then she, you know, she constantly, she thinks because of this, this coming up again, she feels like, She's putting it, uh, he's putting it on her. And she says in a confessional that this feels like an excuse to her. And that if, you know, the whole matter is let's test our faith, then isn't you being in the same place as me testing your faith? Isn't that a good thing? And I, I do see what she is saying. Also to talk about like the childlike behavior, he refers to sex as scootily poop, um, twice. So, and I spelled, I, yeah, and I wrote it down to like give someone the spelling if they were like, what are you saying? S K double O D I L Y P double O P. So it is poop at the end. Scootily poop. Um, and I was like, if you're referring to it as scootily poop, you're going to be fine. Like, you're not going to do it. It's going to be okay. You're fine. Like, you don't worry about that. You're going to be okay. Um, but no, I mean, there's a myriad of reasons here, Chappelle. And then the main thing, the main reason why maybe Alina does not understand his insistence on this being an issue is because she doesn't know that he's not a virgin. She doesn't know that he has, you know, had his faith shaken 
by through himself in the past because she he hasn't told her that and now he's scared to tell her that too which again we go back to all these other couples we've talked about be honest because if you if you don't do the honesty you're not going to be starting on the good foot first of all the second thing is when we see the next time on and they talk to some uh, someone in a authoritative position, like an officer or something, who basically tells them they need to start the process as soon as possible. Stephen is clearly not ready. He's like, I wasn't ready. And I'm like, well, you knew why you came here. It, you yep. came here on a visa. It's Again, it's the 90-day visa. You're here to get married. So why is it going to change whether you should get married or not if it's two days earlier, two weeks earlier than what you may have thought? How are you going to get ready in that time if you didn't already come to Turkey with the idea that you're getting married? Because wasn't the plan you go into Russia next? So you were getting married no matter what in this three month period. Why does that change for you? Yeah, his, he in his head, he was moving to Turkey to date this woman. That's what it was. That's why he said, is it, yeah, if, if can I date other people? We should stay at different places. Like he really wants to come pick her up and like take her to take her to dinner and do go on walks and then drop her off and then be a single man. Like he really wants to date her and get to know her and decide if marriage is the plan. That's not the assignment. The assignment is 90 day fiance. Like this is this is your their goal is to get married. It's not to date to decide if you want to get married. You relocated to a completely different country and you dragged her with you. That's the thing. Like if it was just you coming to live in I wish is she from Russia? Um she is where from she, Russia. Where is she yes. from? Yeah. If you yeah. were just going to live in Russia and this woman didn't have to uproot her life to be a part of this, then yeah, fine. Whatever. You can go date her. If it don't work out, you can go home. But she has uprooted her life. You have uprooted your life and y'all now are dependent on each other for survival as well. And it's like you, you, this is not the time for you to be dating. So if these people say, yeah, you need to get married sooner, uh, you move to Turkey. It's time to get married. I'm sorry that you have second thoughts, but you had plenty of time to figure this out. You talk to your family, you talk to the church, you talk to this woman about it. I think she deserves better. I, I don't know how she's going to get out of this. I love that she uh, is afraid of her organs getting uh, harvested. That is a uh, <laughs> underreported thing that she said. But I think trusting him to this point, was fine. I think she's going to have to really take a look at the total package of of human to decide if this is somebody she wants to be married to, or if this is just somebody who she really, really liked that she met, you know, on the internet, basically. And I think that this is a common misconception with the show that because the show advertises it as such, which is you get the ninety day visa, and then in those ninety days you decide whether or not you're going to get married. It's like a speed round dating period where you're going to figure that out no when you when you and i know this because i've applied for this damn visa that you <laughs> have to have a written declaration that you sign that says i intend on marrying upon arrival that is something mm -hmm. you declare now obviously this is turkey so it might be a little different i'm imagining it's the exact same and the sooner you get married the sooner you move into the next process which is getting all the paperwork done so for them I believe for him to move to Russia, then they have to have filed something before they get there. So that's still a process that has to go. So the sooner you get that done, the sooner you get to that goal. And obviously, when you have a relationship like this, where you are long distance, you want to check compatibility. You want to make sure everything's on the up and up for sure. But 
when someone is moving to another country with you with the belief that that is what is going to happen, which is getting married, then you can't be shocked when that's going to arrive at your front door sooner than you might have thought, because it's fact of the matter is that was the assignment and it's time to turn your paper in. Like that is what's happening here. You can't, you know, make it last any longer at that point. Yeah. You only have the 90 days to not only get married, but again, get all the paperwork done and get prepared for the next stage of your life, which is still attached to the 90 days. It's not a honeymoon period. Not at mm-hmm. all. Not until everything's done. So there's still a lot in the air with them. And we haven't talked about this uh, audience because it didn't come up this episode really. But the detective work with Masha coming in as a rogue agent to seduce Steven, no payoff yet. We don't know. Steven hasn't talked about it. Masha hasn't come up uh, except for one sentence where uh, Alina brings up that she's done that and they're waiting for it. So I'm excited to see where that goes for sure. I'm excited to see how these two um, take on everything that's going to be happening with them. Because, again, this is a very serious thing they're doing. And they're both so incredibly young um, that it is definitely a thing that they're navigating alone, which I feel like they're not ready for. And they're going to have some harsh realities of, you know, a serious relationship at their front door the more we get into these episodes with them. But I am intrigued. I can't wait to see more. And again. If anyone can fact check or or give us more insight on the uh, religious requirements that Stephen is trying to observe and that Alina is expected to observe and stuff, that would be helpful because ba- from where I'm standing, this is kind of how I see it and and how I think, um, you know, what's right, what's wrong, etc. Yeah, and and I'll say this, you know, if his religious beliefs prevent him from cohabitation, then he should not have agreed to move to this country to be with her. That's the thing. He should have said, or, you know, we got, we can't do that. Or preface preface that, hey, Mm -hmm. yes, but we'll have two separate places. Like, he sprung it on her right before she was about to leave on the flight. Sneak attack. Exactly. And and he's known. This this man is in, he knows, he knows his religious beliefs. He he talks about how important, this is, this was something he sprung on her. Sneak attack. Pow. You know, what I'm saying is, you know, he should have said from jump, this is non-negotiable because of my faith. Because he told her, you have to convert, you have to get baptized in the religion or we cannot be together. And she said, okay. So had he said, you, we cannot live together. And she said, okay, that's fine. Then you go there. She should not have any complaints. If she does not feel safe, get a dog, you know, a gun. I can come over for certain hours. I can make sure. But you know, like you, you made your intentions clear. But you pretending like there's a possibility where y'all can cohabitate only to be like, oh, well, actually, my religion really won't let that fly. That's where you lose me. You have to be straight up, especially when it's a decision of this magnitude. And I just think that's where he dropped the ball. I agree. 100 percent agree with that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which then, now that takes us away from them. We move away from Turkey and land at our last destination for this session, and that is Ethiopia. We are finally going to talk about Ari and Binium, and they had a big episode again, but let's face it, they are the stars of this show this season, and that is easily seen. So initially, the first scene we see with them, Ari and Leandro are going to go over for go out for coffee, and as you might imagine, Binium is a little bit nervous about this, because what will the neighbors think, and he's also worried about it. But then Ari has a confessional where she talks about how the last time we saw them, they had the double date. Well, it wasn't a double date. It was a four-person dinner with Ari, Binium, and their exes. And they find out there, because Binium did too much, we find out that Binium cheated on his ex. And that is how that relationship ended. So now Ari is a little bit worried about Binium potentially repeating this mistake. Yeah, and Binium, he's like, I didn't really cheat. Gosh, she, we hadn't talked in a long time. This is giving me very much the, the Corey Jenny vibes, you know, like where he's yeah. like, we were on a break. <laughs> so I'm kind of trying to figure out like, well, which one is it? Did you cheat or not? Um, but Ari, this couple, this couple is, this is the pinnacle of the hot mess express, right? Like this is oh, yeah. that, like, cause I don't know who, who to believe at any given time with this couple because Everybody in Ethiopia is saying you should not be bringing this gentleman who you used to date and be with. Like you should not be bringing him here. This is unheard of here. It's disrespectful in a way, and we don't love it. And she's like, "Yeah, well, he's my best friend." It's like, okay, but like, seriously, don't do that. And she's like, "But I'm still gonna do it." So it's like, okay. <laughs> so then now that everybody's salty about it, she's kind of like, well, I mean, it seems like it's kind of awkward around here that, that Leandro is here. Duh. Like, duh, duh, duh. You know? And then she keeps falling back on her friendship with Leandro every time she starts having second thoughts about uh, Binyam. Like, she says, like, oh, like, I know Benny doesn't like him, but I'm also going to, like, tell Benny, like, hey, you hang out here while I go on a date with him to the coffee shop. Like, yeah, from your perspective, it's just you and your friend hanging out. But this is clearly making this man uncomfortable. It's very much making him uncomfortable. And if you weren't willing to clear that up before you had this man come, why are you doing this now? Why are you trying to like just randomly shoehorn this this consensus? Like, oh, yeah, we're all in agreement that this is fine into your relationship when it's clear that it's not. Nobody is okay with this except you. Nobody. And so well, this is hard to watch. I don't I don't love this either. I this no, couple is uncomfortable. Worse. No, it's yeah. very uncomfortable. And like here's the thing, man. And and like up until episode three, I was like, I'm team Binium here. I feel for him. This must be so awkward. But then we find out Binium has done a bunch of shady stuff too. And I was like, Well, now I cannot really sympathize with Binium all that much on the on the whole, like, well. I don't trust this thing because he's done stuff that's caused him to not trust it because he's also done shit like this before. But, but again, the whole best friend thing is fine. 
I genuinely, I'm of the mindset of you can be friends with your ex for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear the way these two talk together that there's, there's been unresolved business there. And there's up until this trip, she wasn't even sure if like they were ever gonna, they were never going to come back together. She always believed that they were. So she was like, I'm shocked that, you know, we didn't get back together. Well, Again, all of this stuff's happening. So anyways, so they're at the coffee shop and, and Leandro uses this time to really figure her out and be like, hey, is this what you want in life? Are you happy? Is this your forever? Like, is this home? And she mentions, yeah, I think, I think this is my home. And we get a confessional from Leandro being like, well, she's such, she's homesick. And if she's homesick, that means this isn't home. So I don't really trust her on this. <laughs> I mean, points were made. I, I, I don't think I was ever team Benyam, honestly. But I will say that I don't like any of this. I, I don't like any of it because it's kind of like mm-hmm. she's lying to us, even though we see like, okay, lie to him. Fine. But you're lying to us. We see everything. We see the cameras rolling. We see your confessionals where you're saying, I don't know if I ever thought like, you know, we weren't going to get back together. And then you see her saying like, you know, I'm homesick, but also saying this is home. And then you see at the end, Leandro even saying like, um, yeah, I feel like I finally got closure. Wait a minute. If y'all had moved on, why are you still trying to get closure? You were just he was just at your apartment. Remember he stayed at your apartment back in the States? Remember that part where y'all lived together, like where he came and slept in your home? And you didn't tell Binium about it. Right. So y'all didn't have closure from that conversation? That wasn't the one? So I I can't trust her either. I, I, I was trying to be on her team, but everything she's saying doesn't match anything that she's doing. I'm with Leandro. Like, if you're homesick, how if this is home? What are you homesick from? What do you miss? I'm you begged me to come. It's not that you begged your family to come. You know, like I miss mom and dad and all those people. Like, I don't get me wrong. I, you can still miss a part of home, you know, miss the environment that you used to be in. Of course. But who are you but who are you trying to convince here? That's what my question is. <laughs> like, like I, I, I we would understand if you said I'm homesick. Everybody would be okay, but you're looking at Leandro like homesick. <laughs> what would give you that impression? Uh, when you called him and said, please come here. I'm homesick and I want to see you. And the family that I have adopted here is not enough. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like any of it. No bueno. Yeah. And Leandro, you know, continues. And here's the thing with Leandro. I, throughout this whole trip, do not think he's ever really not meant well. It's clear that he's been brought into something that he didn't realize how sticky of a situation it was going to be, but it is. Um, but he, you know, he kind of fronts a couple more questions about this to kind of see if she believes Binium's the match, Binium's the one. And she mentioned that she wants to marry Binium, but he might not know how to be a husband. And then she says, it would be nice if I was with someone that was easier to be with. And again, that's when I throw my hands in the air. I'm like, oh, what do you want? Like, do you know what you want? Because I don't think you know anything. You don't know what you want at all. Yeah. It's, what? You pick yeah. somebody who's not easy to be with and then be like, it'd be nice if I was trying to marry somebody. who's Then don't marry him. If it's that hard <laughs> for you, like there's, an, uh, there's another option. Like, I want to marry him. I, I almost feel like she doesn't think not marrying him is an option. And hear me out, William. This is just follow my, my train of thought here, right? The family is very accusatory of her. They think, oh, 
She's going to be just like Benny's ex-wife. She's going to snatch up her kid and they're going to go to yeah. America and we're never going to see it again. So I wonder if she's like, I have to stay here now. Like, I, I cannot do this to oh, this man. Oh, call their bluff? Well, I can't do it to him because one, she right. doesn't want to see him in pain like that. But also, what if they're right about her, right? What if, oh my gosh, I do want to take the child and I do want to go back to along. America. Yeah, we, you horrible white lady. How dare you come to Ethiopia and do this? You know, like I could imagine the weight of that just being on her. She hasn't said that. She's made it very clear that that's not her intention to, to ever leave. But I mean, do you even have the option to leave with like, you know, with like a clear conscience now that everybody is accusing you of being the one to snatch the child away from his father? Um, and they don't, they're relentless as well. It's not like they made one offhanded comment. They're literally sitting across from her saying at some, per, at certain points, so when are you taking the child? Because we know you are. And she's like, I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah, sure. That's what the last woman said, but here we are without the child. So you're just going to snatch his flesh away from him. So I don't know which one it is. I don't know if she's really having second thoughts, if she even allowing herself to have second thoughts because she, very well, you know, doesn't want to be that person, or if she does still have feelings for her ex, I don't think there's anything there between her and Le Leandro, but just the like implication that you would bring him, knowing that so many people have told you, like, this really don't fly here. Like, we don't really do that here. Like, it shows that you're at least willing to disregard some norms just for whatever temporary gain that you're going to have from having him there. Um, so, I just, she is a mess. I don't know what she's doing. He, he's not perfect, but she's got a lot going on, and I don't know if she's ever going to be able to come out of this one unscathed. This, this looks bad for her. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that um, I feel like she may not have even realized what she was going to feel until he shows up. Because I feel like whilst they are friends and everything, I feel like she can easily look back to simpler times, which makes sense. They were both young when they got married. Um, so it was simpler times for sure, especially now given that now she has a baby and everything. She lives in Ethiopia away from her family. It's definitely a different time than when she had with him. And she mentions in one of the confessionals that one of the other reasons that they kind of, you know, had a strain on the relationship and separated is that they both didn't want a kid. And then when she turned 25, she had a change of heart. And then that became another driver that kind of separated him because that is a that is one of those deal breaker goals, right? Where even if you love each other, if one of you wants something that the other one cannot give, then you can't be together because you're not going to like one of you is going to make the other unhappy, right? So you have to separate. So that might be a separation where the love isn't gone. But if you love them, you have to let them go kind of thing. So I think mm -hmm. that's definitely something that's complicating this as well. Um, but what, everything you've mentioned with the family makes complete sense. And we see them in the next scene. So the next scene, there's um, an Orthodox holiday. I've written a Buhe, Buhe, yeah, I think. Buhe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's an Orthodox holiday in Ethiopia. So they're going over to uh, Binium's sister's house to celebrate. And Leandro's coming along because obviously he's still there. <laughs> um, so they do the celebration, do the ceremony, and then they all sit down and they kind of start grilling Leandro a little bit because like you, like we said earlier, the Leandro secret was out because Ari had confided in Binium's sister about, Hey, he stayed with me in New Jersey when Binium didn't know. And now they brought that up and they're like, Hey, um, do you think that we don't get that? We think it's weird. Do you think that it's appropriate? 
that um that like you you guys are best friends and you're here and then leandra says the thing is that i don't follow any rules i was like that is the worst thing you could have said sir this you could have said this so in a myriad of different ways and you chose to go by the worst way yeah they ask him like so like they're saying it i really hate the interaction with his family i have so many opinions about them and the way they're in this, these people's business so but, awkward so awkward so awkward but they ask him they say in ethiopia you just don't bring your exes around when you get divorced and you move on you move on we divorce all of that and listen a part of me is like yes amen preach okay but (laughs) they ask him like where you from do y'all have no cultural norms that really and he's like baby i don't do cultural norms like i don't follow rules oh you don't because we just find it funny how you seem to be breaking hours and now we're supposed to trust that you are are going to follow any type of rules, any type of norms that go along with the sanctity of marriage that we should be worried about. So yeah, definitely the wrong thing to say right there. Um, his sister, uh, Benny's sister, Wish, she is a mm-hmm. mess. She is a mess, okay? She is not going to let anything slide. When they first sit down, the first thing she says is, so, who are you? And I was just like, gosh, like, no, hi, how you doing? Our name is such and such. Oh, nice to meet you. So, who, what, are you, what are you doing here? Like, straight to the point. Wish does not pull any punches. Yeah. No, and, and that's the thing, right, is that they have um, literal home advantage in that they're at their house. And Leandro is not only a guest at their house, but a guest in the country. And it is v- immediately the tension has risen. And I understand it in that they warned her. Uh, they warned Arya about, like, this isn't something we accept. And this is kind of odd to us. But when you're firming that decision, you're like, I'm sorry, this is something I'm going to do. I got, I expect this to happen. I did appreciate Leandro for making the correct assessment that he believed Wish was being protective, which I totally get that vibe from her. I do think she went in a little too hard on him, but I got the, you know, the, the pure message or intention laying underneath the daggers um, there for sure. Um but this is where Ari brings up the whole you can't keep comparing me to his ex just because we're both American and she took his son and he hasn't seen her son doesn't mean I'm going to do the same. And they, you know, they can't help themselves. They've seen this experience once before. It's hard not to draw parallels and kind of see that, especially when, again, now the ex is here and they seem to be very good terms. It's, it's you know, it's a little scary for them, for sure. Um, but then Wish mentions, like, we're not comparing you. We're just asking you. We're trying to find out your intentions. But the tension rises so much that Ari's upset and she's she gets up to the I'm leaving now. And then she was like, am I leaving alone? And Wish was like, no, you're leaving with him. And points at Leandro. And I wanted to evaporate on the scene. I was like, I, I want to fast forward so bad because I'm feeling awkward here. Yeah, but this is, I told you, this is one of my pet peeves is when your person leaves you hanging. Benny didn't say anything in her defense. Oh, he let it happen. He is sitting right there with like the like ass face, right? He's just sitting there just like, oh, I don't know know what they're talking about. Like they're saying like, you could be taking his child away and we won't stand for it. And she's like, I'm not the ex. That was not me. I am not going to do that. I love y'all. Y'all are my only family here. I know y'all love my child. I'm not going to do that. Benny, help me out. And he's just like, oh, I mean, my sister's talking to you. Like, Benny, say something. 
Like at that point, as a, as everywhere as uh, Ariella is, I said, Ari, you got to get out of here. You got to go. And I don't mean just like get up and leave. I mean, this usually at that point should be saying, if I'm here on by myself, then yes, I will leave. Because mm. Benny, you are leaving her out to dry. There's only so many times and so many ways she can tell these people, I'm not going to leave with this child and take him away from them. The issue, the only reason why I have to kind of lean on their side a little bit on this one, because I was with her, is that your actions have to mirror your words. They have to be the same. Yes. And you saying, I'm not going to take this child is one thing, but you bringing your ex completely contradicts that in their eyes because they're saying, well, if you don't have any intention of leaving, then why is your ex here saying you're so homesick that your ex-husband had to fly over here and sleep in your home to make you feel comfortable? If if it's that bad, why should we believe that you're not going to go? So I understand her pain. The fact that she got up and walked away from that group and nobody followed, like Benny and Leandro both took a step. They waited until she like kind of walked off and were like, all right, well, we'll holler at y'all. We'll see y'all later. Like, that should be enough to tell her like, okay, uh, this is a problem. We have to figure out what this is because we can. I can't allow this to keep going on like this. Um, the she can never go back. The Leon, we should, we should never see him again. We should never see Leandro again. We sh- I say this again. We should never see him again. If she wants this to work out, he can never come back. He can never come back. You have to make these people feel comfortable with you being the mother of their, you know, nephew and the their their sister in law. You have to make them feel comfortable because you want that acceptance. If you don't want it, you need to plant your flag now and say, "I don't care what y'all think. I'm gonna do me," and that's just gonna and you just gonna do you by yourself. You're not gonna be yeah. able to get married because he you marrying that family. You are not marrying that man. They have made it clear that we are all in this together. So it's a tough spot, but you got to You got to say the word. She got to figure it out and she can't have it all. You cannot have your cake and eat it, too. We talked Again, about it. Another 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 couple, another philosophy. But that's the yeah. thing uh, with with them is that um the I loved what you said about her words need to mirror her actions because. I and I might be the I still can't let go the the New Jersey visit because if it wasn't a big deal, you would have said something mm-hmm. at least in post. And then if it really wasn't a big deal, Leandra wouldn't have given a half mumbled answer at the gym when he was like, uh, nothing you have to worry about. Like that is not that doesn't give me any clearance on okay, that everything's on the up and up, right? So that obviously is a worry. Um, I think it's clear. That if your partner is uncomfortable with this situation, either one of two things needs to happen. You need to put his mind at ease, which I feel like that that mission has failed this during this visit, or you need to seriously consider what the nature of the relationship is or what the level of the friendship is moving forward if you want this cup, this marriage to succeed. So the next scene we see with them is the final scene we see with them. Leandro's leaving. He's been in Ethiopia for a week. He's about to dip out. And then they ask him, are you ready to go home? He's like, I'm more than ready to go home. Leandro's had enough fill of awkward tension. He's leaving. He's happy. He's happy to be leaving. Um, and then she hits him with, are you going to miss me again? Binyam is in this car with He's them. Right there. He's right there. And, right and there. Leandro does the right thing. He's like, I'm going to miss all of you. I'm going to miss uh, uh, baby Avi the most. <laughs> I was like, that's the answer. Good answer. You nailed that Correct. one. Yes, yeah. we love that. Yeah, Steve Harvey would have approved of that answer for sure. <laughs> um, and then they take the long hug at the airport to say goodbye. And again, 
Binium ad libs a little. He's like, are you, are you okay? You want to go with him? Like, damn, that, I just go. That, <laughs> just go. Yes. Yeah, hell, if you want to go, go. Just say that. Because obviously, you d- refuse to let this man go home. What's wrong mm-hmm. with you? And this is where another touching scene happens in the episode. One last touching scene for y'all. Basically, Binium and Ari have a one-on-one. And Binium's been nervous all week with this situation. And he wants Ari not to lose hope in them. And he wants Ari to know that he will work on this relationship. And that he will prove to her that he will work on this relationship because Ari does remind us we've been so sucked into the whole Leandro side of things. We forgot that there was a timeline before Leandro where um, Binium was going out late, hanging out with friends, not really, you know, keeping her company. And, and like you mentioned just now, Chappelle, with these couples where one partner moves to a whole new country to be with you, whether it's in the regular season of 90 day, where it's the foreign counterpart coming to the States or here, where the American is going over to a foreign land, it definitely like if you don't have your partner by your side, you are essentially alone because this is not your you know home that you built. This is not your life that you've built. This is a new life that you're building together, but they already have a foundation. So they have a leg up on you. So him leaving her abandoned to like hang out with people and like keep her uh, keeping her um, alone with just baby Avi obviously was a concern and he is clearly making indications that he wants to make that right and this is where Ari says in confessional she believes that he is a better match for her than anyone else and she wants to make it work and that made me happy but it's different than the Kenny and Armando happy because while I am rooting for them I can see that they still have problems they need to work through moving forward to make it work yeah this this is one of those moments where I'm saying like okay I hear you but you don't want to have your clown nose on behind somebody who's like, I'm going to do better because you get sucked into the relationships like that all the time where you identify yes. this is something I don't like and I'm I'm not OK with it. And the person just says, well, you know, I just I have a hard time opening up and I just it's really hard for me to express myself. You're like communicate. They're like, but it's tough, but I'm going to try. And you're like, OK, OK, that's progress. I'm going to try. And then they're going to try again. And they're going to try again. And they're going to try again. And then you end up looking like uh, Jenny waiting to get married, right? Still waiting on stupid face to marry her. Because he's like, oh, no, I promise I'm going to marry you. I promise I'm going to marry you. I promise I'm going to marry you. And you're never getting married. So don't have your clown nose shined up and stuck right in the middle of your face waiting on somebody to change. At some point, you have to put your foot down and say, okay, enough is enough. And so I. I I don't know if I'm rooting for them. I don't know if I'm rooting for them, but I want them to be happy. And if that's yes. a part, then I'll take it. Yeah, I want them to be happy. That's really where it is. I want them to be happy. I'm hoping they're happy together. But if that's not the case, I want them to find the happiness that I believe they both deserve. And here's hoping that they get that. Let me just quickly bounce over to my notes and see what the next time on was for them and okay there we go so oh, actually the next time on is going to be interesting because uh binium takes ari to a place where um they he wants them to get rid of the bad spirits in the relationship with holy water and it's a scene of ari um getting holy water and but then there's another woman there that's helping her do this and the water is very cold and she looks very much like spooked so 
Again, I'm intrigued to learn more and see what goes on there. But it looks like we're going to get another fun episode with them on it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Chappelle, that brings us to the end of your 90-day adventure here today. How are you feeling? Uh, Puya, yeah, this was fun. This show, it grabbed me so quickly. I love to travel. Puya, you know this about me. I love oh, yeah. to go to random countries. Like I, I was trying to go to Istanbul like not too long ago. So Turkey was like, oh my gosh, Turkey, I can oh I see it. It's right there. And so uh yeah, this is this is right up my alley just from that perspective. I guess since it's the other way, is that is that because the Americans are the ones going to other countries? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. So basically with the 90 day franchise, 90 day fiance regular is the uh, the foreign counterpart comes over to the US on the marriage, on the 90 day visa with the expectation that they're going to get married during those 90 days. So it's literally what we're watching now, but in reverse. Um, Mm -hmm. Then there's 90 day happily ever after, which follows um, that follows couples that have already gone through the 90 day fiance process. And they are now a married couple in the U S. And then there's also 90 day before the 90 day, which that one is a little bit different in that, they're not in the 90 day fiance process, but they're planning on it and they're planning on applying. And that usually is similar to the other way where it's the American going to the other countries to see their partners because they can't come to the US yet because they don't have the visa yet. So that's that uh. one is a lot more like at the start of the relationship or at the start of the process. So it's a little bit less serious. It's a little more loose. And then obviously this one is. For different reasons, either um, they can't attain the visa or they've chosen not to pursue that visa and they've chosen to go to the counterpart's family to be close for them to stay closer to their family, whatever the reason may be. So those are uh, really the four main types of shows you see on the nine day show. Yeah, I think this one is this is my alley because I love like I said, I love the travel. I love cultural like differences and seeing like people in like their space. Right. And so like mm-hmm. I know the American space. I'm an American, so I've been there. But like to see them go to Ethiopia and to see um Ari try to assimilate to that culture um and to, to like try to be embraced by that culture. Even with the goofy stuff we're gonna see in the next episode with her, like obviously, you know, being very uncomfortable with the holy water because it's really cold. Like that seems like it's gonna be funny. But all of that stuff is very interesting to me. Um, you know, um Steven moving to Turkey is another thing. I'm like, wow, you know, Jenny living in India and just having the, like, that is so cool to me. Like Jenny is very much ready to just like, if I have to convert religions, fine. You know, like I'm, I'm going to be like an Indian woman, you know, very quickly. Like she's ready. She's not going to give up her citizenship. She ain't crazy, but um, she's definitely (laughs) willing to hang out um, you know, as much as she can there, you know, cause she wants to marry this man. And she's like, if I, if I gotta do this, then I, that's fine. But I really enjoyed that part. In the last four episodes, it's been so much fun to just kind of take a peek into that world. So for that, you already have my attention. Then, of course, it's the Hot Mess Express. I love mess. I love some drama, some interesting stories here. And I like suspense. And they have done a really good job of keeping me wondering, like, okay, well, where is this going to go? So I think the episodes are a tad long. But uh, yeah, aside from that, I think you just got a, a new convert. I might be following up on some more uh, questions and uh, watching a few more episodes after this one. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Uh, that makes me very happy, man. It makes me very happy to see that um, we put you on to something that you actually do enjoy. And I'm not going to put the pressure on you and ask you if we can expect to see you back. We'll figure that out in the backstage ourselves. 
um, in the future. And I'll ask you in a couple of weeks if you're still watching. And if you are, we'll definitely love to have you back on here once again over on the Hot Mess Express. Now, before we get out of here, Chappelle, let the people know where they can find you. What other places they can listen to you talk about all the things that you talk about? Let them know. Put them on to it. Uh, of course. Uh, like Puya said at the beginning of the podcast, you can find me on Post Show Recaps talking about The Walking Dead with Jessica Lee, AJ Mass, and Josh Wiggler. Um, the lineup will vary, but I believe uh, me and AJ will be hanging out this week on our own to cover it. Uh, last week was my week off. And so, yeah, I'm definitely there. Uh, this week as well, I think I'm doing some Big Brother coverage with Liana uh, on Rob Has a Podcast Network, so that's going to be fun. Sasha Joseph and I are still covering Never Have I Ever on Netflix. We took a little brief uh, hiatus as well, but we should be back with the penultimate episode of season one of Never Have I Ever. It's a great show. It's my favorite show, and so I can't wait to talk about it. Puya actually guested on there as well, so uh, this is me returning the favor for him. And then, um, Rob has a few things up his sleeve for me moving forward as well this Survivor season. So if you're a follower of Survivor, you might have heard me on the Top 40 countdown talking about the number one season of Survivor Heroes versus Villains as list, as voted by the listeners of Rob Has a Podcast. And recently, Puya and I did the draft on Rob Has a Podcast to draft our players for this upcoming season of Survivor 41. So I'm all around. You can follow me at Chappelle's underscore show for more of my shenanigans or you can uh, on Twitter or you can follow me on Instagram at Chappelle TNT uh, where I am probably not posting. I, I post a lot about the podcast that I come on Instagram, but if you want more access to me, I'm on Twitter just hanging out. Thank you again, Puya, for having me. Anytime and pleasure was all mine. And trust me, Chappelle is a worthy follow on Twitter, especially for you <laughs> Night Owls. I got you. I got you. He's there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can find me on social media at Puyism. Of course, let me know if there's anything I either got wrong on the history check or if there, you can give me more insight onto um, any cultural things or religious things that I may just not know about. I would love to get educated on those things. Always. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three times a week. Definitely come through, throw the follow, say hi. Do appreciate that. And uh, as far as the podcasts go, Mass Singer is back, folks. Season six is upon us. It'll be starting the same night as Survivor. And uh, no offense, Mass Singer, but Survivor will have my loyalty on the live show. But I will be catching it. And I will be talking about the two night premiere with Liana Boris this week. So definitely come check us out there to get into all of the Mass Singer season six content coming your way there i will have one last live feed update maybe if the feeds are still on with taryn <laughs> friday morning 11 eastern so definitely come there say hi and listen to us break down what little nuggets they'll give us um and speaking of nuggets i made an awful wager on the draft with, Ch with Chappelle over <laughs> there um i say awful in that it's 200 nuggets if a certain player wins which i 100 don't think will win so i'm i'm gonna be all right but on the off chance that i'm wrong pray for me going to be brutal um <laughs> last but not least last but not least if you are listening to the podcast and you would like to leave a rating or review for this show please go over to robswebsitecom slash 90 day fiance that's the number nine number zero day fiance that is the best way for the show to both be found by other people and it's the best way for me to find out what you think of the podcast if there's things you think should change or if there's things you want to highlight Please let me know over there. I will appreciate that. And you can still also reach out to me on Twitter as well if you have anything you want to point out 
I 100% will always listen to the feedback and I want to better myself and better the content for y'all. Now, I'm going to say goodbye to Chappelle here. I will be talking about 90 Day Fiance Bears All following this. Um, episode two looks to be a wild time. I've not watched it yet, but by the time you listen to my voice next, I will have some juicy information for you there. So till then, take care and I'll talk to you in about 15 seconds. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Bears All portion of the podcast. Now, before I dive in, let me just give you a couple of heads up here. So, the person that was mainly featured on the Bears All episode this week was Brittany, who was on the last season of 90 Day Fiance The Single Life. Now, I know that some of you may not have watched The Single Life when it first premiered on Discovery Plus, and I know that they've been putting it on the regular TLC channel right now. So there might be some spoilers about that season. So for that reason, if you want to skip, go ahead. The second um, heads up I want to give you is that um, there will be inappropriate language uh, discussed on this portion, obviously with the Bears All nature of uh, the uh, coverage of 90 Day Bears All. They go all in, they go uncensored, and there's some there's some lyrics that I'll be playing on this episode that will contain cuss words. I just want to give you that heads up in case, uh, you know, put the little ones away from the po- podcast, you know, just, you know, just, I got you. I got you, basically, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, so let's dive in now, with all that being said, into this episode. So the main feature of this episode is Brittany, obviously. And then we also see Robert and Annie. We also see Tom of Darcy fame. And uh, then we also get to see a couple from Love and Paradise. So those are the people that get brought on here. But let's just dive right in here and talk all about what goes on here with Brittany. So they show a clip right out the gate of how when Brittany was with Yazan, as you might remember, Yazan was from Jordan. They didn't work out well. This was last season of The Other Way before she was on The Single Life afterwards. And they showed a clip from Single Life, which um, if you've seen it, you already know. She went shopping for a vibrator uh, because in that relationship, given the religious restrictions of Yazan, uh, self-love was what Brittany needed. So they showed that clip again because obviously it's an easy one for them to put on the bears all and then to like make the focal point or whatever. So... They come back in, Sean and her discuss, well, do you know all the bases now? Because one of the things with Brittany was that she didn't know what all the bases meant. You know, your first base, second base, third base home run in the uh, sexual nature, etc. I don't know. I, I, I like that I gave the heads up of, hey, some of these uh, topics are going to be crude content, but I still can't get myself to say those words. But, you know, we move. It's fine. <laughs> so um, this is the first time that Sean and Brittany are meeting in person. Because, and this is where the spoilers might come in for those of you who uh, do not know about the single life, uh, Brittany did not show up to the tell-all. Brittany was in New York where the tell-all was going to be filmed, and the whole cast waited for her to show up. She never did. Her um, boyfriend at the time, Terrence, did show up without her, but then she um, kind of skipped it. And then when they called her into the show via FaceTime, 
she was like, I'm not showing up. They, uh, they didn't, you know, I didn't have my product and whatever. We'll, we'll dive into it here. So when, uh, Sean asks her, well, why didn't you come to the tell all? She mentions that there was some problem with her hair and she needed a stylist to like sort that out. But when she showed up, the stylist didn't know what was going on, didn't know how to deal with her hair. So she was out. The other thing that had happened was that Terrence and her got into a disagreement. Now, these are all Britney's words. Uh, Terrence and her got into a disagreement because Terrence uh, wanted her to come back to his hotel room the night before so they can maybe be intimate. And she didn't want that. So she was out on that. And then she was worried that if she shows up, then Terrence is going to be upset and like bring that stuff up. And she didn't want to deal with all that and deal with Yaza. And she kind of wanted to break clean, which is fine. But obviously, her castmates didn't like that because she didn't quite break clean because she didn't say, all right, I'm not coming. She just like uh, ghosted them. So they waited for her literally for like a couple hours before the tell started. That is the problem there. All right. But she is dating a new person now. And uh, this person, this man is an artist, a rapper. So that is someone she is with now. And she sounds like they're very good. Sounds like everything's good with them. But then obviously it's 90 Day Bears All. So they do outlandish stuff here. They have a game for Britney. They're like, okay, so come over, Britney. There's this huge cutout of like a man. It's like a silhouette and it's magnetic. And they've got a bunch of things on the table that you would want in a partner. So for her, there was a briefcase depicting money. There was a, um, a brain for, you know, good brain. There was a phone, which was an indicator for, uh, good communication. There was a heart for good heart. Uh, there was a baby for good father. And then there were three eggplants in different sizes. And you can imagine what those eggplants deduce if you want them. But the catch here was she could only pick four of the traits to put on the person. So she can't pick all of them. She has to pick four specifically. And Brittany takes the easy answers here, goes with good communicator, good father, good brain, and good heart. And obviously, Sean's like, well, you left all the eggplants on the table. And she was like, yeah, uh, the eggplant's not important to me if I don't make a connection with the other four aspects, which I hear you. I 100% hear you and I 100% cosign. So what's, she was like, what's in, in, in the pants doesn't matter if everything else isn't working for me. I need to establish that connection before I feel comfortable. All right. So that covers the main Britney portion where it was just Britney. And then they bring in Tom. So the story with Tom, for those of you who may not know, give you a quick crash course here. Tom is Darcy's ex and he is British. And Tom and Darcy had a very rocky relationship to say the least. They broke up. They've moved past now. Um, Tom is seeing someone called Mariah. And they show us a segment of Tom and Mariah. And Tom is, you know, planning a nice date, fancy date, gets everything sorted. And then he wrote her a book of poems, handwritten. They want us to know it was handwritten. So they highlight that. Then they bring in Tom. Tom says, yeah, me and Mariah have been doing well. And Sean goes, well, you've been posting salsa dancing videos online. Um have you been taken up? So he's like, yeah, I love the salsa. She loves the salsa. I've been teaching her some salsa over the phone, uh, you know, pandemic stuff. And she's been teaching me some Lebanese dancing. And then when pushed of like, well, can you give us some Lebanese dancing? He's like, yes, yeah, really all it's in the hands. All you got to do is say Habibi and move your hands, which like, again, being from the Middle East, I'm like, sure. <laughs> but like, that's a very simplified way of putting it. But I hear you. I, it makes sense. I, I've definitely seen people who get introduced to the culture. Really just that's the baseline. That's where you start. So that's fine. 
Um, and then they ask Brittany if she salsa dances. And Brittany says, I fake it till I make it. And obviously they make her dance and she dances a little bit. But then we find out the reason Tom is brought here is so that he faces his past in that um, 90 Day does this thing. For those of you who may not know, 90 Day has a show where they essentially um, have a separate show that complements the main show called Pillow Talk. And Pillow Talk is previous couples from the franchise watching the current episodes of 90 Day and live reacting to it, and they get spliced in. So it's like, oh, uh, we're looking at Andre and Elizabeth watching this episode of 90 Day the other way. And then they cut to like Tom and his sister watching the same episode, and they're all like commenting on the couples and stuff. So Tom has had some not so nice things to say about Brittany um, during her season. They showed us some of that footage, and he was, you know, very mean about Brittany. Brittany, and this is when uh, Brittany and Justin were not working out. And he was like, yeah, you, do you hear that in the background? There's a little violin playing. And that was obviously, you know, the, the, that and more stuff was put there. So then when they come back, you know, Sean asked Brittany, what do you think? And Brittany says, well, those are some shady things. And then Tom, they asked Tom, well, do you regret saying these things? And Tom gave a very uh, dude answer, uh, like a hard-headed dude answer, where he was like, well, I said this at the time. And at the time, you know, I'm reacting live and I'm, and I'm feeling what I'm feeling. So I don't regret saying it in the moment. I'm like, okay, uh, you could have just said I regret it and we could have moved on. But whatever, it's fine. Don't matter. Don't matter. And then um, they kind of get rid of Tom and they go back to Brittany. And Sean says, well, you, Brittany, you and Darcy have been friends, I see. And she's like, yeah, um, Darcy and I, you know, she's a, she's a strong woman. I'm a strong woman. And I like, you know, we followed each other. And I like giving positive uh, reinforcement to um, women because I find that a lot of these castmates, a lot of these people from the show, they get body shamed on, on Instagram and stuff. So I like coming in and, and saying, you know, Darcy understood the assignment. And building her up, which I actually thought was really nice from Brittany. And then Sean brings up, well, Brittany, you've had some cosmetic surgeries done in the uh, in the last bit. And basically, they talk about how Brittany had you got breast augmentation. She went from F cup to B cup. And then um, she, after the B cup, some stuff happened. And then she had to get like reinforcement done. This is not my area of expertise by any means. Um, I'm just relaying the messages to you because you're not watching 90 Day Bears all. Or you can't get access or you are and you want to hear me uh, squirm a little bit uh, and trying to describe some stuff that might be out of my element on, which uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> and then they move on to something called the kill them with kindness segment where they essentially wanted her to read some mean tweets, but then respond positively and be kind. Kill them with kindness. You get the you get the assignment here. So the three tweets that they gave her. I'm just going to read you the tweet. She didn't really give us anything as a response to work with. So. One was Brittany needs to get rid of these eyelashes because I could sweep the floor with them. She wears big eyelashes. She used to. Brittany said she actually agrees with this lady. She used to wear big eyelashes. She won't do that anymore. And then someone mentioned, uh, Brittany, get those metal braces off already. What are you in middle school? And she was like, well, it's a COVID year. I've had them longer than I need to. I'm taking them off in October. Good for you, Brittany. We're sorted. Then the last one was, Brittany, if you're not going to do Terrence right, send him my way. Now, Terrence, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, was the person she was with during the filming of the tell-all, which she wants nothing to do with. She uh, definitely, that ship has sailed. And she was like, I'm not going to send you bad things your way. It was her way of being kind of like, I got you. I'm not going to give you this problematic person, is what she said. So then they talk a little bit about Britney's rapping. 
Now, as you may know, Brittany fancies herself to be a rapper, an artist, and Sean pretty much says, hey, would you rap for us later? And she says, yes, her rap name is Boss Brittany. Okay. And then she mentions in the middle of all this that she's won serious awards and scholarships for her poetry, which helps with her rapping. Uh, I would like to see these accolades mentioned so I can research them, but uh, to, you know, get the authenticity, but it's fine. And then they show us a clip of her doing her rapping that I believe was in her intro package for 90 Day Single Life. Um, and I remember then I was like, oof. I heard it again. I was like, oof. But yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back and uh, she'll be rapping at the end of the segment, which spoiler alert, I have all four of the clips of her rapping and I'll play them for you and we will talk about them a little later on. So let's first, before we do that, go on to talk about Robert and Annie. So Robert and Annie are a 90 day fiance couple uh, from a couple seasons back. Now, I don't believe I've had the pleasure of covering them whilst we've had the podcast going. So they're a little bit pre-podcast. But um, they show us a clip of Robert taking Annie um, to a clothes shop to get her clothes. Um, Annie is from the Dominican. Um, and <laughs> Robert takes her to a thrift shop to buy clothes. And she was not happy, y'all. She was definitely not happy with this. She was like, this is ugly. These are cheap. I hate them. These are rags. I'm not about this. I thought I was going to get an elegant uh, dress shopping experience. I didn't. And then they talk to them a little bit. And this is after the clip. They talk with them a little bit and they, you know, back and forth, who's more stingy in the relationship, who's more frugal, et cetera, et cetera. Then we find out Annie just got her green card approved. Yay, Annie. And their new baby, little Leah, was shown. Little Leah looks great. They ask uh, Robert about Bryson. Bryson's doing good too. Lost some teeth, but you know, he's a youngin, starting the first grade, so that's great. And they're gonna have a second baby together. Then they did a test, like a little quiz about birthing process to see if like they know their stuff. So that's the thing that happened. And then we met up with Love and Paradise couple Amber and Daniel, who obviously Love and Paradise, the Caribbean follows the story of couples who meet in the Caribbean and then, you know, spark a serious romantic relationship. Um, Daniel is from Venezuela, but lived in Costa Rica where he meets Amber and now they're both in the States. So we talked to them a little bit about some stuff, nothing too important here. And then we go over to Brittany to end the show. So okay, I need to get ready for this one. So Brittany shows up. And they've got a wheel. They've got a wheel. You know, shout out Renap. They've got a wheel rolled out here. And on this wheel is the name of former 90 Day Fiance castmates. And they're going to spin the wheel. And whoever it lands on, they want Brittany to throw a couple bars out towards. Okay. Rap about. And the people on this wheel are Molly, Big Ed, Fernanda, Chantel, Tariq and Hazel, Colt and his cats. David and Annie and Lauren. Okay. Three of them get picked and then they add a fourth one as a bonus, which we'll get to. I'll go in order of what they were. So you can hear them and then we can talk about the segment a little bit more. Okay. So the first one it landed on was Colt and his cats. Again, just another preface because I feel like I haven't cussed it either during this segment. This is where we're about to hear some cuss words. So just, just, just so you know. Okay. So the first one was Colt. Here is that rap. Coat you had Larissa damn near tripping every day. Made her catch a case when it was Debbie and her face. You seem kind of lazy, but I knew your ass was crazy when you opened up your mouth and then you gave your cat a taste. <laughs> so, 
little synergy with the circle with kissing your pets on the mouth. Um, but yeah, so this was the first one. And I was like, okay, I see what you did. You know, you went diss track route. It worked. Colt is a very easy target to, to go in on. So that was easy done. Very smooth. I was like, okay, this definitely infinitely sounds better from Britney than what we had heard in the intro package. So I was like, okay, you got a little something, something. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Boss Britney doing her thing. Lovely. They spin the wheel again and it lands on Tariq and Hazel. And if y'all know, you know, OG 90 day season, which I covered with Rob, Tariq is a rapper himself. Hot sauce, hella hot sauce. That's that Tariq. So what did she say about Tariq and Hazel? Let me cue it up for ya. Bring your ass here. Why you texting other bitches when you marry Hazel, dear? Let Hazel get a side piece. Let her have some fun. Cause it's really not that fun when the rabbit got the gun. <laughs> and what you're hearing in the background is the camera crew losing their effing minds. Like, oh damn, she went in. Some of it wasn't that good. The the rabbit with the gun, I was like, you were just trying to rhyme something. That makes no sense to me. And basically, the focus was completely on Tariq and um the whole Minty situation, which y'all might know a lot about at this point. So that was that one. I was like, okay, this wasn't as good. Okay, the first one, I think Colt was the better diss track here. That's fine. Spin the wheel again, Sean. Let's go. <laughs> Lands on Big Ed. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Big Ed's the worst. Let's go in on him. Brittany, I don't really like you, but I trust you with this assignment. You're going to get this done. Let's see what you do. Here's the Big Ed portion of the raps. You're like Ed, Ed, and Eddie because you clueless as shit. You think you know women, but be beating your dick. I could show up to the tell-out because you really fucking scare me. Look like Kruger. I'm like Freddy. How you sexist and you smelly. <laughs> All right. So she went a little bit more R-rated on him. Um, no lies detected, I think. Um, you know, he is the worst. He really is the worst. And Big as one of the ones, if you look up some stuff on like subreddits or like do your own research, you will see like he is the worst. He genuinely is one of the worst people ever. So I'm okay, Brittany, you did it. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So then they don't spin the wheel anymore. Instead, Sean says, well, um, Brittany, I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself against Tom. I'm going to give you a chance to retaliate. Go in on Tom. Tom wasn't on the wheel. This is a bonus item for you. And this was the last rap we got in this episode. Hey, Tom, I seen you on a day. I seen how you was dressed and it looked kind of late. I see your home and it sound real cute, but I think she liked it better if that shit was on mute. <laughs> she lost me initially with the late and then the poem thing wasn't really hitting, but then the the cute and the mute, that was perfect. That was a great way to end it. That was a good diss. We'll, we'll give it to her. Brittany did, did her piece. It was good. Now, I think, so obviously at this point, we've had Tariq perform on the uh, Bears All before. Now we've had Brittany. I believe, based on some clips I've seen, Darcy and Stacy are going to perform a song at some point. Brittany's going to do better than Darcy and Stacy. Let me just put it that way. Give you a little teaser. Darcy and Stacy are going to be horrible. So 
Tune in for that one. I will play that song for you on here because, you know, I, I, I got your back. I want to make sure you're getting the best possible content out of this stuff. Um, even though we are sifting through nonsense, <laughs> it's, it's a good time on, on the 90 day podcast. But then that's where the show ends. That's where the episode ends. Um, thank you for coming through here and hanging out with me for these 20 minutes. I really do appreciate it. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Puya. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. And if you would like to leave a rating and review for this podcast, go over to Rob's website.com slash 90 day fiance, the number nine, the number zero day fiance, and let us know what you thought about the show. I really do appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with, you know what? We're late enough into the podcast that I feel comfortable giving you a little teaser if you made it this far. Next week, I'll be back here with Mari talking about episode five of 90 Day Fiance. But until then, take care. Stay hydrated. Put the mic down, bro. Take care, everybody. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.